Bartles, pastor of Judson Baptist Church, and you're listening to Mimi Reads the Bible. Good afternoon and welcome to Mimi Reads the Bible. I am just delighted to be back with you folks with Pastor Zach, and today we have an exciting reading for you. We are sticking with our requested theme of women in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we heartwarming are, stuff. Heart, yes, heartwarming. Sorry it wasn't here for Mother's Day. But we will be reading from Revelation chapter 12. Now you might say, really? A woman in the Bible <laughs> in Revelation chapter 12? But yes, indeed he do. It is yes. true. <laughs> Are you jumping right? You can't jump right in because I thought you you and I were going to have some healing. Well, yes. Public, publicly. There has to be Maybe some, some repentance. I have to uh, publicly state that I'm terribly sorry that I told Pastor Zach after hearing his karaoke rendition. Angelic karaoke rendition. <laughs> uh, there were no angel voices there. But... See, I'm terribly sorry that his rendition uh, of Don't Stop Believing was not quite up to journeys. What you just said is that you're sorry that my rendition <laughs> was not quite up to Oh, I didn't say I was sorry for saying And And what you uh, actually said was, uh, I used to like that song. <laughs> and then the next day at church, I was like, are you okay? And you were like, I feel like I might have stopped believing. Well, you know, I tend to jest. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with karaoke, though, oh, at our game night. Oh, my goodness. That was such a wonderful time. And varied ages. It was really, really exciting. I enjoyed myself, I know. I sang three Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> and then, like, the next day, all over the headlines was, look at this new Taylor Swift video that mocks Christians. And I was like, oh, great. Great. <laughs> But the highlight of the evening was no doubt, and and I've heard this from more than one person, that Walking on Sunshine by Pastor Zach and myself was indeed the highlight of the evening. Isn't that a wonderful song? It is a wonderful song. Whenever I hear that guitar riff, I feel like, I, I mean, I don't feel like I'm literally walking on sunshine, but I do, but I do feel my spirits lift. rise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we were able to lift the spirits even a little higher than they already were there at game night. Oh, don't miss the next one. And uh, I think with your reading, you can lift some spirits yet higher than they even were. Yeah. Yes. Revelation chapter 12. Wait, it's not Revelations? No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. That's my biggest pet peeve in the world. (laughs) Just like it's not. Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Although my father did call Hawaii her valle. Well, why? I don't know. My mother said it was something to do with when he was in the war <laughs> and he was in Is the Is that like the right way to say it? Back, that he claimed it was, but I've never before or since heard anyone say it like that. My, my grandmother had been there a number of times and she always just says like two syllables, Hawaii, like not Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. But to me, Hawaii sounds more like it must be the the right like, way. Is is the big island like 
Kauai or is it Kauai? I don't know. I, I wish I knew a lot about that culture because it seems really cool to me. Yeah, it does. Huh. You know what's funny is like when people go to New Orleans mm-hmm. and they're there for like a week and a half and then they come back and they're like, Nolans. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you were there. Don't. You weren't there long enough to like soak up an accent. Come on. All right. I'm sorry. Let's hear the scripture. Okay. Starting at verse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, leaving, I'm leaving that one in. Sorry. <laughs> Starting at verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now, war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore, Rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, and times and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. 
Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Wow. Yeah, that's big stuff. That's big stuff. Now, we could talk about that for several weeks. Yeah. I really think there's two ways you go with something like this. One, you get into the minutiae and you try to determine what, quote-unquote, everything symbolizes. And this is apocalyptic literature, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of uh, imagery that you know is fairly established. Or you just look at the broad epic of it. You know, what what is the story here and what does it tell us? Or you kind of do a little of both, I guess. But I mean, what, when you read that, what, what do you take away from it without, you know, getting into all wrestling with who's the woman, you know, what is what is the uh, time, times and half a time, etc. What what do you think is, is really the, the thing that comes through the strongest? I just think that the fact that Satan and and the, his angels, his his company, will be thrown down. They will have no place in heaven, and that they it is because of the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. I just think that is amazing. It's like what we have waited for. Well, will be or have been thrown down. Have been thrown yeah, down. Yeah, what's happening here in this passage? What's it's clearly talking being... about when Satan decided he wanted to be greater than God. You right? see that? Well, is, that... is it? Or, or is this tying itself to the coming of the Christ? Oh, See, a lot like the one third of the stars being swept out of the sky with the tails, the dragon, and everything, has been pointed to historically as when Satan rebelled, like pre-Adamic rebellion. uh, A third of the angels joined him, and they were defeated. This is often what's pointed to. I don't believe that's what's being taught at all. But rather, you remember when Jesus uh, said, "I think it's right after he sent out his disciples two by two, and they go out and they're bringing the gospel, Mm -hmm. and they're casting out demons, and they're healing the sick." And he says, "I saw Satan fall like lightning." Remember that? I mean, I know you weren't there, but you've read it. Thank you. It seems to me that, and, and granted, everyone who, who thinks they know anything about this stuff comes from a particular point of view. My, my understanding of these things is called amillennialism. I've read thousands and thousands and thousands of pages on all the different views. There's pros and cons of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was so just incredibly exciting to me about the way I, I read this and, and how I see it hanging all together and meshing together is that as Jesus comes in the first advent, the first mm-hmm. coming of Christ, uh, the the coming of the kingdom, the, the preaching of the gospel, in that, Satan loses his position. Uh, and, and ultimately, it's finished in when Christ takes our sins. And, I mean, you remember in Zechariah and in, um, let's see, in, in Job, chapter 1, mm-hmm. there are passages where Satan is in heaven. Like, he's got a job there. He's, he's, he's showing up to work there. And, and what's his job? It's like to accuse. The, the words devil and Satan mean, you know, adversary and accuser. And so he's, he's accusing. Look at Job. Look at look how filthy even your priest Joshua. Just gross, filthy. They can't be here. And 
And in Zechariah, um, God is there and the angel of the Lord, whom we believe to be Jesus, is there <laughs> and takes off the filthy garments and puts on the white garments. Um, but after the cross, after that first advent of Christ, mm-hmm. Satan's completely lost even that position of, mm-hmm. and, and so now he's cast down to the earth. He no longer stands between God and humanity, accusing and pointing at our sin. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus stands between God and humanity, pointing at his own righteousness. And that's, I think, what we're seeing pictured here. And, and of course, this is the beginning. Revelation 12 starts. Um, I would have liked, we came up with this text like, 10 seconds before you started reading it, I would like to review some of the materials, the literature. But I believe this starts a section, a whole section about the Christ at war with the, the devil and his allies. And mm-hmm. so we get into the beast and the false prophet and all these things in chapter 13 and going forward. But uh, yeah, from from the get-go, the, there's this um, two, is bifurcated seed. Remember? Mm-hmm. The seed of the woman and the seed of the dragon from Genesis 3 going forward, mm-hmm. the seed of the serpent. Um, and, and in Revelation, the devil is called that old serpent, the dragon. Uh, you know. So we have these two parallel seeds, mm-hmm. and they're at war with each other. And here we see it all come to a head. And mm-hmm. the one, the seed of the woman is about to be born, who will smash the serpent's head. And he thinks, oh, if I can kill him before he even gets a chance. Right. And he can't. You know, Herod tries. Maybe that's, maybe that's what best answers to that mm-hmm. snapping of the jaws. Uh, right at the birth of the child, Herod trying to snuff out all the children. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's gone, disappeared into into somewhere safe to be mm-hmm. kept, uh, along with the woman. So, mm-hmm. so tell me this: who, who's the woman then? Well, then it it would be Mary, right? So, the, so the question is: this, in fact, this is often how Queen of Heaven becomes a designation. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard Roman Catholics mm-hmm. talk about Mary as a Queen of Heaven because she has a diadem on mm-hmm. her hands. So, uh, I don't think that's entirely off. Because in many ways, Mary is kind of, and this is very, there aren't many Protestants who will get on board with Mm -hmm. me here. But really, I think what we're seeing is is the church, and by that I mean Old Testament church and New Testament church. Mm -hmm. Twelve stars, right? Mm -hmm. Twelve tribes and then twelve apostles. And and like the slow, like the, the birth pangs and the bringing forth, it's it's the struggle of Israel against Satan and and mm-hmm. he's attacking both as a lion through enemies and things mm-hmm. and as a serpent coming in and bringing idolatry and sin and all this mm-hmm. stuff and yet still even though they probably were a pretty easy target because the angels grab the child and whisk mm-hmm. them all away um Jesus comes so it, there's I mean there's so much here and in the 1260 days mm-hmm. slash time times and half a time uh they had a lunar year uh, and so that's 360 days, not 365. And so like time, times, and half a time, three and a half years would also be 1,260 days, also 42 months, which okay. is referenced also in, in some of these apocalyptic things. And if you're of one point of view, people would say this is like a future time, mm-hmm. uh, the first half of a uh, seven-year um, I'm sure you've heard this Tribu- stuff. Tri- uh, yeah, tribulation, which is a time of like uh, uh, there's a peace treaty mm-hmm. and, and all this. Um, my understanding of this, and and I am so very convinced by by mm-hmm. all that I've read, is that it represents the church age that, or what's called the inter-advent mm-hmm. period between that first coming of Jesus mm-hmm. and the second coming of Jesus. 
And in the book of Revelation, you see that recapitulated or retold seven mm-hmm. times from seven different angles with seven different sets. And with every one of those tellings, the emphasis is Christ wins and the church overcomes to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, he who conquers to the end, overcomes to the end. Uh, and we see so clearly here, if we overcome to the end, it's not because we're awesome. <laughs> it's because we've been kept mm-hmm. and sealed uh, when you read, how often do you read a Revelation? Well, I I can't say that I have read it, except either when I was assigned to read it in Bible college, uh-huh. or when somebody has spoken on it. And um, but just me reading this portion today has made me want to read <laughs> Revelation. It is exciting, and really study because it is exciting and I remember um, when I was young being told that when um, Jesus came the first the first advent that um, that Satan could no longer you know steal us away those in Christ Mm -hmm, yeah and but what he could do was harm our testimony or steal our joy, if you mm-hmm. will, make us ineffective. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And so he's attacking because he can't personally attack us just like he couldn't to Job. You know, he couldn't take his life. Mm-hmm. But he wants to make the church ineffective. Oh, he isn't wants he doing a good to, job? It's, oh, like, my it's almost like we're goodness. helping him. <laughs> the church as a whole. Sometimes it sure is, and that's that's so sad. Um, being here in this church, it's um, a different denomination than I'm used to. Although we both would consider ourselves Baptists, mm-hmm. and yet I think, boy, I'll say, um, like I said to somebody recently about Maranatha Bible Conference Mm -hmm. over in Muskegon that I was um, my friend is taking me there for my birthday for the buffet and then they're having a free concert of David Phelps who used to be with the Gaither Vocal Band. Oh wow. Who I love. (laughs) And um, and she was like Maranatha? I've never heard of that. And I thought well that's odd just because there are and like Camp Lael and Camp Louise. Mm-hmm. I never heard of those camps. Mm-hmm. You know, those are our denominational camps. camps and, uh-huh. yeah. and that sometime, why aren't we working together? Mm-hmm. Until you know, I I remember that the church I went to in Grand Rapids, they had a camp, but eventually they had to close it down and sell the property, and mm-hmm. and yet. If we were all working together, yeah, there's a lot of re- duplication. We, yes, and, and what you might call uh, redundancy. Right? Yes, I, I, one and, thing I like about Lansing, by the way, mm-hmm. when it comes to reaching out with material aid, mm-hmm. in a lot of towns, every church tries to do a mini clothing closet, a mini diaper ministry, a mini, mm-hmm. and instead we have Christian services, and everyone does one yes. specific thing. And I think we should do more of that. I think so too. If, if and we're I think close to really... another church theologically, why can't we reach out and do exactly. evangelism together? Because yeah. I remember when I went to um, Bible college 
it was uh, from the garb background. Don't say that like you're spitting something gross. I, <laughs> I went to a garb Bible but, college. Too. But I said to my grandmother one of the first times I came home, I said, I had to wonder if I was truly saved because I didn't know any of their speakers by name. I had never heard of Talents for Christ or the camps or the things that they, um, I said, and suddenly I felt all alone. And my grandmother said, you take, if there's more good in what they're saying than bad, then you take them for that good. And when they get to heaven, they're going to find out that they're not the only ones up there. And that they were wrong about everything you did for them. And I've tried to at least keep that, that sometimes about unimportant things, I may not always agree 100% with somebody, but if the major things are true, mm -hmm. then why shouldn't we be helping one another and fellowshipping together? I love Holy Week mm -hmm. as it is um, as it is observed here, the coming together of the churches, and I I wish we did it more often. I like the picnic in the summer. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, and, I, well, I and that's it. It's three churches from three different denominations. It used to be much bigger mm -hmm. and broader, and it kind of fell apart. And that tends to be how it works. People mm -hmm. kind of withdraw and want to go into their corner. It's, but I think there is a, a kind of cross-platform. I mean, when I was at the, I, I was raised American Baptist, which mm -hmm. is what we are, uh, and and that's kind of the mainline Baptist denomination, but quite theologically conservative here in Michigan. You know, we're 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 mm -hmm. not too different from from what I saw when I got to Bible college. Totally mm -hmm. different groups, and yet, you know, we we'd have Bible. We used to have this thing called Bible conference. Yes. There's a whole week you didn't have to go to class, but you had to go watch these mm -hmm. lectures. And at the beginning of, uh, you know, my first couple years, I was like, I didn't like this. And then near the end, I was like, this is my favorite, you know, time. But you'd get guys like uh, the late Warren Wearsby. Um, I think we I even got D.A. Carson. You know, you get some people in there. That, and, um, you know, if you were a bigger poll, we probably could have got like a Chuck Swindoll or something, <laughs> you know. There, there are people, I think, that, that everyone can find a, have in common. There are ministries mm -hmm. and, and stuff. My fear is that it's becoming more like uh, franchising, right? Yeah. Seventeen campuses of one mega church, and, and they're kind of, and we're kind of going back toward. Okay, well, instead of being a shared by all sorts of different mm -hmm. kinds of churches, this will be the kind of uh, exclusive property mm -hmm. of this one mm -hmm. brand, and and that kind of bums me out. Yeah. When you look at that passage you read. If we're all the church, mm -hmm. we're all in the same cave, and we're yeah. all being kept safe from the same dragon, uh, and uh, we ought to be all together on it. And and probably I shouldn't then have even said that kind of snarky thing I just did about a, <laughs> a different model yeah. of ministry. But but yeah, I mean, doesn't doesn't it warm your heart when you see that kind of thing? Yes, and to and to know as much as um, we feel sometimes oppressed by. Satan and his work, his, you know, the evilness. He, he, he is fighting for his very existence. He wants to do as much damage because he does know better than anybody that his time is limited. Yeah, I think it was uh, Kim Riddlebarger, one of my favorite teachers, said that uh, Satan is like a dog that's been hit by a car. And it's, he's in his death throes. Mm -hmm. like, like he's just going crazy. 
Uh, but on, you know, very sure. In, in Revelation 21 through 6, uh, I, I, the way I read it, again, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to impose things. I know that these are things that we're all, they're above everybody's pay grade a little bit. <laughs> we all have to be very humble about how we interpret this stuff. But it, it seems to me that Satan is now bound with a chain mm-hmm. so that he cannot deceive the nations any longer, which mm-hmm. is why we see missions going forward. And, you know, uh, along the lines of what you just said, I, I was... Um, lucky enough to meet this guy named Brother Yoon, who is from China, who wrote this amazing okay. book, The Heavenly Man, about his time in, in China as a Christian being persecuted. And he said um, when they first started getting Christian stuff again in there, mm-hmm. and, and it, it was Bibles, 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 and the church was like one. Like mm-hmm. I mean, and, and when you're being persecuted, you're, yeah. you're hiding in someone's living mm-hmm. room. The PCB is coming through the door at any moment mm-hmm. to arrest everybody. You're not like, well, hold on. Are you <laughs> yeah. pre-trib? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't care. They're, they're like, we all love Jesus, and we're all in trouble together for it. And, and we trust that God will save us. But he said as soon as they started getting in denominational stuff, like there'd be Bibles, then there'd also be this other literature. Mm-hmm. And suddenly cracks started forming and schisms. Yes. And, and it's not like we don't want to d- teach deeper and more specific but if only we could do that and keep the unity as well. You know, yes. as long as we have the absolute core of the faith in mm-hmm. common. Well, if, if only you and I were in charge, maybe. Well, when we take over the world, the it world will be start- easier. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said on Sunday you thought we could probably manage. I did? Yes, you did. You said, I think you and I could do Remember the context of that. That seems. I mean, I don't disagree, but. <laughs> You're just too humble. I've never read a game of that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about our church, you can find us online at www.churchlansing.com. Scripture this week taken from the Holy Bible New International Version. Copyright 1973-1984-2011 by Biblica Incorporated. Used by permission of Zondervan. All rights reserved worldwide. And don't forget, God's Word is there to be read all the time. You don't have to wait for me.